0: Hello everyone, I hope you're well. Welcome back to another episode of A Need to Read. What's been going on? I mean, you're never going to be able to answer that, because obviously you're just listening to me, but what I mean by what's been going on is, I mean, I hope you're well. I hope everything's good. I hope there's no trouble, no drama, no upset in your life. I am glad to be back doing a book review. I can't really explain why, because I've I'm doing the exact same frequency as I've been doing on the book reviews, and just getting the guest episodes in between. I think it's because I'm recording quite a lot of uh, episodes for you, and I'm sorry for shouting there down the mic, and that won't happen again. Please don't turn me off, but I'm getting a lot of guest episodes up. I hope you're enjoying them. I'm trying to make these guests the most like interesting people that I can and just making sure that you're going to get something out of the conversation as well as just me having that chat with that person. Um, so yeah, but this week, book review time. Enough about the guests. Hope you've enjoyed them. If you haven't, um, listen to them, which I'm sure you have. But go back and have a look. Um got conversations with James, Siobhan, Shona, Sinead, Jack great episodes you get a lot from the conversation but book review time isn't it this week i read how to be right by james o'brien the subtitle of this book so it's like how to be right in a world gone wrong and i was always i was interested in the cover of this book because it's got the three little monkeys there see no evil hear no evil speak no evil um and then when you look at the blurb of the book it's really interesting as well because uh on one of the reviews, it says, O'Brien is the epitome of a smug, sanctimonious, condescending, obsessively po- politically correct champagne socialist public schoolboy Ramona. Bit of a mouthful. And that was a review of this book by The Sun newspaper. Obviously, they've always got good things to say about everyone. And, and um, yeah, you can obviously tell that James O'Brien isn't on the right hand side of politics he is very liberal and he's a liberal debate show host and the book how to be right runs through a whole load of different topics um, that some people might find controversial to talk about and he has people calling in from like a anti-immigration standpoint a brexit standpoint a anti-lgbt standpoint political correctness is looked at feminism studying in this book as well you've got nanny states the age gap and trump and then he finishes it off unsurprisingly with a little epilogue and an afterword which is really really nice because he's a very good writer the book's pretty funny in places um, and he runs through the manuscripts of the conversations that he has with these people so what i'm doing today in this episode is i'm just going to read little bits out to you um and talk about certain bits that I found pretty funny and like the conversations that people had. So one was the age gap. Now I'm I'm probably on the right right side of the age gap if I'm being honest because I'm the younger part of it. Um and some people like the far right represented in this book when they're talking about the age gap, they on the older side of it, the more traditional, the more all we had it harder than you side of things. And the reason that I'm dragging this out so long is because I'm struggling to find the page. But I've got it now. So uh, I'm going to play the part of Doris and James in this conversation. Now Doris, lovely lady apparently, but she is old. I can't define what old is, but it'll probably be over over however old you think old is. So I'm going to play the part of Doris, and here it goes. My husband works 50 hours a week in 1966 to get the money together for our first home. Young people today are too busy spending all their money on iPhones and holidays, and if they knuckled down like we had to, they'd soon get themselves on the ladder. Now back to James, the talk show host. Can you remember how much the house cost, Doris? Yes, I can. It was 3500 And... How much was your husband earning? Eighteen pounds and ten shillings a week. So just under nine hundred and fifty a year. That puts him just above the average income for that period. And the house was just under. The big point is that the house cost about three and a half times what he earned a year, and it was the same for me and my wife thirty-four years later. Although our first flat cost one hundred and eighty thousand, and we didn't need a deposit. Today the average house price is just shy of two hundred and thirty thousand. The average salary is around average salary, sorry guys, is around 27000 In other words, the average house now costs eight and a half times the average salary. It doesn't matter how hard they work, Doris. Their experience is never going to be remotely comparable to the ones you and your husband and me and my wife enjoyed. So, there you go. That's one of the manuscripts that James has with uh, one of the people that calls into his talk show. These manuscripts are pretty consistent through the whole book, actually, and people call in, basically, trying to fight against and, and argue slash debate with um, James to make him see their side of things, and he just debunks it all with really sort of solid logical questioning. Now, this book, in terms of like who's it going to be for, it might not be you, because you might like you might just not be bothered about that kind of politics. That's okay, because at some stage, I'm sure you will be bothered by that kind of politics. I really, really used to hate politics, and I always used to just think, oh, continuity breeds success, and I'll just vote for whoever's in. I think a little bit now I certainly pay a little bit more attention to it and try to get myself educated as much as I can, Um, which is a weird thing because some people... Might think the exactly the same as I did a couple of years ago, and they might say something because they're uneducated, um, and they might end up regretting it, and then they'll want to be sorry, and then they'll educate themselves. Which, by the way, I think is the best thing. As long as people can educate themselves and make amends for what they've done wrong, like, God, it goes a bit overboard, doesn't it? When people get cancelled and stuff sometimes especially if they come out and then apologize like I was watching a family guy episode the other day and chris the son on family guy's principal fat shames him and he has he gets sacked because he called him fat like some people were raised in a time or some like some people literally weren't educated that it's mean to say that um and basically like I'm not saying I agree with it or what But in the year 2020, they make a joke on the family that you can't fat shame, it's not okay, it's 2020, nothing is okay. And that's just like, that's a typical way for people to say, anyone with sort of logic or reasoning or or looking at things like where people actually can be offended for something without being like a snowflake or something like that. It's a really, really weird time gone down a weird path there on terms of the politics i'm going to get to a different part of the book um trump oh no can't do that bit uh brexit no that's a bit political uh feminism oh yeah that's also political political correctness that's definitely political do you see what i'm getting at here this book is very very political um you like you will find it funny the way that he writes about things is pretty good Which is brilliant, because great. Good seems to be my favourite adjective. And that is such a boring adjective. But, How To Be Right. It's a podcast that's not too long, because I don't want to spend too much time on politics. It's a political book. If you find yourself being a little bit more progressive, or just being able to take the piss out of yourself, whichever side you're on, which is the important thing, by the way, um, then... Yeah, read this book. It'll be good for you. The next books that I will run through are hopefully going to be a bit better than uh, this one. Although, I'd give it a four stars, but that's purely based on who I am as a person. Um, but I appreciate with this book, it is going to be very hit and miss. And I'm assuming, if people aren't listening to me, it's going to be more hit than miss. But I'm not going to tell you to stop what you're doing right now and order this book. Because it just wasn't that type of book. I'm not going to shove it down people's throats. It wasn't my favourite. Wasn't my worst. I found it relatively funny. Would not necessarily recommend to a friend. That's what I would say. However, of course, before we end this episode, I do actually just want to say a massive thank you again to everyone that's been tuning in. The growth of this podcast has been unexpected, to say the least. And I'm super, super grateful for everyone that's enjoying it. Um, It's really nice, sort of motivating thing for me to have so much great feedback you guys have been brilliant. You're so nice. Lovely. I feel undeserving of it, um, but, I mean, my therapist says that I should should uh, take it on board, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, seriously, guys, thank you so, so much for all the lovely feedback. Thank you for liking and sharing and reviewing. Um, if you haven't done it, I'm not thanking you, but please do it, and then you can count yourself as part of the people that I'm thanking. Obviously, if you're new just and have just found this podcast in the off, you've got to follow us on Instagram, it's at aneedtoread, and you'll find everything there, all the sort of links to the book gang, the emails, that's all going to be there. Now, as of in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to have a website, and I'm going to have recommendations. For- loads of different parts of your life I'm going to just pull it up so I can read it to you now just like recommendations what I've got it for so I've got it books for getting it done philosophy novels classic novels dealing with people being better spirituality books to change your life I'm going to get it all up on there so I'm going to have a top three in each of those categories um, and I'm going to have all the podcasts all in one place there as well and yeah that is it in terms of what I've got coming up for you going to have some bookmarks and stuff coming soon final thing i will leave you with is a stoic thought of the week now this comes from epictetus and he says the person is free who lives as they wish neither compelled nor hindered nor limited whose choices aren't hampered whose desires succeed and who don't fall into what repels them who wishes to live in deception, tripped up, mistaken, undisciplined, complaining in a rut? No one. These are base people who don't live as they wish. And so, no base person is free. Now, of course, as we all know, who have been listening for a while, Ryan Holiday does explain it in the Daily Stoic, and that's what I'm going to read to you now. It's sad to consider how much time many people spend at the course of their day doing things they have to do, not necessarily obligations like work or family, but the obligations we needlessly accept out of vanity or ignorance. Consider the actions we take in order to impress other people, or the lengths we go to fulfil urges, to sate desires we don't even question. In one of his famous letters, Seneca observes how often powerful people are slaves to their money, to their possessions, and to their mistress. Even as as was legal in Rome to their slaves, no slavery is more disgraceful than one which is self-imposed pretty profound isn't it how much stuff are you doing that you don't actually need to or don't actually want to do it's worth a thought and on that note i will leave you with your thoughts take care i'll speak to you soon everyone through your ears you won't be able to reply though because this is a podcast